0: Hello, guys. Welcome to episode 10 of the Football Truth Podcast. I'm honored and uh, very grateful to have uh, Sean Garnier on here. For those, those who don't know, he's a, a world-famous uh, champion freestyler, uh, specifically football, of course. And we're going to be talking a lot about uh, his upbringing, his development, and how he got to where he uh, is now. And I think And thank you for coming on. No, no problem. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was cool to uh,
1: to talk to you in real. I'm uh, watching uh, all your content. I really like the approach <laughs> and the way you you trash talk some of the other approach. I really love it. So yeah, yeah it's fun. Fun. Looking forward for this conversation.
0: All right, give me some examples of uh of the trash talk you like. I <laughs> will we'll, see what you're. Ah, it's, so it's basically like. You know, as an athlete, when you
1: get to several injuries, mm-hmm. the worst part is to remotivate you to start from the base, to come back to the field, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh I, I saw some of the guy, it's maybe their third, fourth, five big injury, and they're going to the gym, they do all the boring stuff, and you write over them, they're still doing the same mistake. <laughs> so it's like I'm yeah. If I will watch that, I will be like devastating, you know, I will be lost if I was them. So, so like that, this is what makes me laugh. And I, 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 that caught me basically. I was like, okay, what, what is the approach? Like, uh-huh. you know, and that's how I, I got to talk to you. I'm, I'm a curious person. So whatever I see got my interest, I will always question. basically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. Yeah. And uh, if, if, if you have any questions uh, like during, during the conversation just uh, let me know but uh um your point is uh so so true it's like so many of these players you know obviously like at the highest level they're worth a lot of money and the clubs are paying them uh, and the clubs are paying them a lot of money every week you know um to play football not uh not to be injured right and then they have you know um like you said three four five six injuries and they're doing the same training and then they've and then and then on Instagram, like, you see a, a post, you know, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, I've been injured for the sixth time. Well, I mean, like, what do you expect, right? Yeah, true, true. I, I understand.
1: But in the same time, it's easier. For, it's, uh, it's not my case. It's mm. different, but I will understand something. You know, when you are somewhere and uh, you are, your traction is like you are in the middle of many things.
0: That's right. Yeah. the
1: thing The thing you don't want to do is to think about details, who is not your specialty. So you know, you want to play the ball, you want to feel the game, and 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 you know, they will maybe listen people and trust them. And how many people they will talk to? It's really hard now online to know what is true, what is not true, what's the difference between. You can go in the gym and you can do five ta- five different types of training. That's who are right. Yeah. Different. But for outside of people, it will be the same. It's like lifting weights or running. It's still at the gym, you understand? So it's really hard to know what is good or not good as not athlete because also now we are in a real, there is a transition. Now there is a lot of information, but 10 years ago, there is almost nothing. That's so right, the generation yeah. we have now, they are not um, well prepared for that because they are the first one to be in between. So it's hard to classify. That will be my point. And for myself, it's the inverse. I'm not, I'm not uh, followed by a team, so basically, it's my choice. But my the hardest point is like, who do I follow? Like, mm-hmm. should I should I go to de- because anything you're gonna write online will be oh that's the way to do, okay, you know. Come. And so it's super hard. The only way you have to kind of try, and make a, you know analysis, but it takes a lot of time.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. It's uh, it's like a information overload where you like you have so much information available to you and and like you could spend decades researching and, and and analyzing and that was that was uh my journey you know as a as a as like a young kid coming up trying to figure out okay like how do I get better at football how do I develop into a pro you know if we get faster get stronger all these things and that's my journey that that I uh, came to build um my business but like for you how have you kind of like for your like freestyling specifically has that always been something that that just came to you intuitively or did you ever like really think about okay i'm going to practice these specific things for hours and hours and then i'm going to do it you know on the on the stage
1: okay it it was it was in different stage so i will
0: go to the general
1: then i will come back to the Mm past. Okay, I was always the kids who wanted to play football because of the feeling I got when I do something incredible. So like a bicycle kick or a nutmeg or like, uh, you know, dribble someone, you know. Back then, uh, in my because I'm 38 years old, so when we were doing like double step over, it was incredible. If mm-hmm. someone was doing that on the pitch, it was like, wow, he's different, you know. So I was living for those moments. Mm-hmm. Then uh, later on, you know, when uh, I got different uh, problems and injuries, and uh, you know, the, the time to figure out how to to continue as a football player, I realized I got invited for different uh, street football tournaments and uh, different uh, football ways to express, mm-hmm. and I was really good at those. And I realized the 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 attention I can cut from the audience in front of me in those different uh, pitch, so three v three, one v one. And uh, stage when I was doing like some freestyle performance. I was not a freestyle at the beginning. Basically, mm, okay. I I, all, I I was still playing for a professional club for one year. The the kind of the I was on a loan for another club, but it was not in a pro level. It was for me to get my degree as a coach, uh, getting more uh, minutes because mm-hmm. I was I came back from a l- long injury. And coming back in the club, either I was performing good, I will continue with the pro team. If not, I will integrate the staff for the youth. So that was the plan. And during that time, I experienced the way to train kids with uh, skills. So I was uh, teaching myself how to do skills and stuff like that, even though I knew. And I realized... the the kids and the parents and the people around, every time I was doing something outside of the pitch, was still amazed. So I understand I can use the skills outside of the pitch. I don't need to be only on this rectangle to express myself. (laughs) So I get a bit further in this uh, new law I discover and uh, I type online, I search for some events. I went to this event and I become one of the best, basically in this kind of competition. And yeah, I realized uh, I can master the ball outside of the pitch of football and get some awareness uh, around that. And in three years, I become world champion. And that's how I, I basically become you know the freestyler, let's say. But basically, it was not freestyle. It was mastering the ball in every mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. So imagine, bring like, you know, when the players, they come in Barcelona and they sign. They go in the Camp Nou and they have to do this juggling session, yeah, yeah. you know? You think, as a football player, they, have to do, they, they, they should be good at that. But no, it's a, different, <laughs> yeah. it's a different sport. It's something different. It's a different technique. So in your, locker, in your locker, if you have this kind of technique because you practice when you were a kid, you will be uh, good at that, like the Brazilian, like Ronaldinho, for example. Mm-hmm. But if you never practice that, like Dembele, he always played the ball on, his, uh, on the ground. So how you, even if it is technical, that's what we say, is skillful. Yeah, yeah. But that's not mean you master all the, the panel of technique, the all skills. So what I did basically when I realized I can play outside of the game of football, I start to master all the type of technique. So mm-hmm. street football, futsal, pana, freestyle. And I go into detail in those elements from before the game to after the game. Meaning how to enter to the pitch, how to dress, how to act, how to create your own skills in all different uh, areas. Because I knew I will uh, touch people more like that. And I was lucky because social media came right at that time. <laughs> so plus the touching the people who watch me, I was able to record those things and put it online. And that was the big, the big hit for me.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating, Sean. It, it's like it's just a, a, an amazing journey going from you know, going from full-sided football and and then you know some coaching, some some injuries. What kind of injuries did you have going on back when you were so playing? basically
1: I, I, it, it it was um it was not like a one injury. It was a problem called osgood Slatters. Yeah. You, you know, okay. So, you know, I was I forced myself to play on this for two years when I was 14 because I was uh, in one of the top of my group age in Auxerre. Mm-hmm. Then at 16, the compensation I got from those two years started to have other problems involving. So uh, I couldn't like walk for six months because my heel was so inflamed, for example. Wow. Or, you know, I have my knee, uh, pain in my knee, but no ACL, no meniscus, nothing, but I had pain. I had pain everywhere. And people, you know, at that time, it was maybe, it was like 25 years ago. So mm-hmm. the approach of, uh, you know, at that time, when you had the injury, you have to rest. But rest is the worst stuff to do at that time, you know? If you stay immobil- immobilized, you know, you, you it's not good.
0: Yeah, so, it's, uh, it's death almost.
1: Yes. So basically, that's what I did. get injury, rest, get injury, rest. Mm. but I never came out of this uh, spiral of uh, injury. and because mm. of freestyle and street football, I start to play in a different motion, open different area in my body, mm. so that al- allowed me to heal in another way, and that's how I understand, okay, yeah, basically
0: wow, yeah that- and that story, as far as, you know, okay, injuries and then rest and then injuries and then rest, it's like, when do you actually fix, you know, what's causing the actual pain, you know? And so many of the, uh, like doctors and experts and physios and trainers, a, l- a lot of these injuries, like, uh, like, uh, I slaughters, you know, it's like, they say, Oh, it's just because your age, it's just, you know, like, you're just like, uh, like growing pains. It's just, you know, bad luck. But in, in, you know, like in my opinion and in, in and others, you know, th- those are perfectly fixable. And there's a reason, because like your body wasn't meant to do that, right? Like your body wasn't meant to be in pain and be broken. And I mean, like you're 13, 14 years old, like you should be amazing, right? Yeah, so when you, uh, um, would you ever experiment with like other sports like basketball, like growing up, and uh, like tennis, ping pong, I don't know, uh, rugby? Other things? Yeah, basically, uh, when I was uh,
1: from 8, like 6 to six to 11, I was playing different sports in my area, mm-hmm. like uh, basketball, tennis, you know, but not uh, in a club, just with my friend, you yeah, know, yeah, but exactly. uh, always play with the ball. Then when I uh, 11, I, w- I went to the academy. So at that mm-hmm. time, I started to play specific and, uh, you know, it was a lot of hours of also. So, yeah, that that's also what, uh, you know, stop me to play all sports basically mm,
0: yeah i find that like i i find that a lot of the best athletes like usually kept kept playing multiple sports for for like most their childhood like even even if it, like even if it's just for uh even if it's just with their friends for fun and that kind of thing it helps their body become more uh resilient and kind of adaptable to all different you know movement types and uh, all different kind of like similar because like for basketball, like going for a, for a layup or a dunk, you know, obviously those aren't like directly transferable to you know um, to football, but it makes you more uh, explosive and, and powerful and able to jump, and then your body has this newfound capability. So that's a big thing in the West that I see. You know, nowadays, like you have kids who are like eight years old, um, six years old, and they're being told like to specialize into football. Yeah, it's just insane. But um, as far as for you, like in your journey, did you ever kind of start thinking that like gym training was like was a solution that was going to help you, you know, be better at freestyling, or be better at like street football, or become you know stronger, more powerful?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I I thought uh, because I never experienced uh, because I got a lot of injury from my young age, but also when I ran around like 29, 30 years old in freestyle, mm-hmm. I, I start to have a lot of injury, a lot, a lot of injury. Wow. So basically I thought, Oh, maybe I, I miss some, some things, you know, and you know, for sure one of the, I live in Dubai and there is mm-hmm. a lot of gym trainers and stuff like that. So for sure, you know, I, I, I went in this way and I, I, I tried some stuff, you know, I mm-hmm. discovered another way to, to to express because it's a little bit different for me. Because as a freestyler, we, I used to play in the street 24 hours. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, after, after I discovered I can be able to, to live with this uh, sport, the first 10 years was like really spend eight to 12 hours a day with the ball. Mm-hmm. And different matter like street football, freestyle, you know, you spend a lot of time to learn all that move and how you can incorporate them in different areas. So, so that's why like that, and I felt a bit, uh, you know, um, this balance with like how to eat, how to sleep, and maybe how to train your body in different
0: direction. Mm-hmm. So I, I was trying to find some solution basically. Mm-hmm. And what kind of things then did you try, like over your career, to like to fix any, you know, to fix injuries or to to work on it, any kind of things in your in your freestyling? Mm-hmm.
1: Basically everything. Most of <laughs> most of the time was, uh, you know, maybe osteopath or stuff like that because I had pain when I came to mm. this uh, place. You know, it was not like before prevention. It was like, oh, I have pain. I need to fix it I, I because pain. tomorrow, I, yes, I have something. So it was osteopath, like physio and stuff like that. Then, you know, that's where you think, okay, maybe I should prevent those things because you you start to think, before you don't care maybe you 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 broke your leg you broke your leg but now before jumping you think two two times you know so yeah. now you think oh maybe i need to warm up or prepare this movement before i trying for real right yeah. so that's how you come to the gym and that's how you train you try different training and you see what makes effect not effect in your body you try different uh, approach yeah i tried several stuff but it's hard to measure because even though the world of today is it's not made on measurement uh, in these sports, so if you really want to go in like the gym and everything, you need. It's hard to go with feeling because it's hard to understand where your body is. To be honest, mm-hmm. I, I really struggle with that. But what I, I think is to measure your performance and. Uh, your ability in your sport, but uh, that's ask you to be a uh, to have a lot of stuff. You need to be LeBron James, and uh, dedicate a lot of your budget for that. I think.
0: Yeah, it's a whole uh, it's a whole lifestyle. I mean, even for like uh, like years ago with me, it's like I, I became like a gym guy instead of a footballer. When 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 like originally, the, the the whole purpose of the whole thing was to get better at football and not to get better at like a certain exercise in the gym. That's where like that's where a lot of times people lose the the forest for the trees, if you know what I mean. yeah, I understand. yeah. And so, what do you think, as far as like development, and like looking back in in your in your past and how how a player like for, uh, for like full sided football, like for small sided football, for freestyle, where should the focus be as far as the de- as development? You know, like on the obvious thing is, okay. like how many hours on the court, you know, being out there with your friends versus like being with a trainer and doing cone drills and having the whole academy where everything's very structured? What do you think?
1: Okay, Uh, it's a mix. It's really hard to to answer because what I did, I think um, it was uh, I don't think some people will do that now. Yeah. because uh, the benefit the benefit you will you will get to do what i did will be really small in the world of now it will be easier for you to specialize specifically because you have social media yeah, really. but what i did i was i was uh, trying to for example let's play let's talk about futsal okay futsal it's uh, it was one spa- place of expression for me my goal was to integrate the national team of france and to won- to win one of the championship because I knew in futsal it's a game play where I could film some skills, okay, with people around, cheering for these skills and getting some attraction, okay. Mm-hmm. Because as something I understand really early is like if I play football with people watching and I do a crazy move, people will it will attract people. So that's the combination I need to to put off together, you know. Mm-hmm. So okay, so let's play futsal. But futsal you need to understand tactics because. It's not like people think it's a, it's a skillful game, not at all. It's a tactical game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to to have a stamina, to run the different effort, and you need to be also specific see if you want to you know to be recognized. So what I did, I practiced with a team to understand the tactics. I practice outside to watch games, so just watch, to understand the movement of some of the players. Um, and I uh, practiced myself some skills applicable on futsal and I had to play those skills against random guys to be able to find the distance. And once I got against those random guys, I could apply in the high level.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So all together was the solution for futsal. And I did that for three or four different sports.
0: Ah, Okay. So so by different sports, you mean futsal, like f- football, freestyling, and what yes, else? Yes, because,
1: okay, so freestyle, yeah. so it's like uh, mas- mastering the skills with the ball, with the goal to dance with the ball when you are on stage. Okay, so that's what. so you need to learn dance, you need to learn acrobatics, you need to learn uh, skills with the ball, and you need to choreograph, I don't know, but uh, to put it all together, to dance, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: then, the, uh, the, so futsal, uh, freestyle, street football, and one-on-one, Pana. Pana, okay. So, street football is different because, you know, it's uh, you need to do skills, but there is a lot of time, a lot of people around the ball. So, most of the time, you don't get the ball back. And to get the ball back, the distance is different. So, you need to kind of be efficient. And also, when you get the ball, I, there is one clip online, and if your team see that, they can maybe edit. When I play against Maluda and I make him twice, uh, you know, on the pitch, you mm-hmm. will see this game. It's, uh, the game is already have four minutes left, uh, start before. And, um, you know, everybody was trying to do skills, but it, nobody really succeeds. So the, uh, the energy of the game was going down. And when I got the ball, I knew Maluda was in front of me. At that time, he was recognized more as a player, XLC, and ex- etc. And I knew that that's the moment. But to exactly be able to be efficient at that moment is really hard. You know, it's not like the situation came because the ball is like this and the guys do like that. No, you need to create the movement of the player in front of you in order to make these tricks, for example. And to do that, you need to repeat a lot of time and analyze the body of your defender in many situations. So that's all the, the work of street football. And mm-hmm. one-on-one Pana, it's also different because the distance is really small and mm-hmm. uh, you will play against people who know Pana, who know make, so they, they close the legs so when they open it's uh, at one specific moment so there is specific technique. So all of this, every one sport is... Um, It will be like a combination of uh, different moves. So it's hard to say. Sorry, I talk a lot, but uh, yeah. All good.
0: Well, so, I mean, uh, do you think that all these different sports makes you, uh, let's say, stronger as an athlete and just a bit more knowledgeable as a person because you've had to adapt to all these different um, challenges as opposed to, you know, just doing like Panna for your whole entire life? Yeah, for sure. In my
1: uh, in my uh, prime, let's say, yeah, mm-hmm. I I think like I was uh, almost unbeatable uh, as an athlete in this area. Mm-hmm. Like if I play one on one against a better pan player, yes, this guy can beat me, but he will never be able to to reply to me in all these different sports. If you put him in the futsal, he will not be able to perform <laughs> yeah. as me. So that that that's what make me the you will say the freestyler, but I will say I was an urban bowler. I call it like that. So it's someone who's able to play all these kind of football. So yeah, I it, yeah, I think I was really complete and that's what make me so famous. Because for a football audience they will love me to go and to play and you know to be credible for, for People who like football, but not super credible, they will like me to prank people in the street and to to make people in the street excited, you need to talk, you need to have a certain attitude, right? Mm. And for some people who like tricks, they will love me to see some freestyle. So even like to master those acrobatic is also work. So all together, you know, it's uh, make me, I don't know a better athlete, but someone who is um, able to express in a wider angle.
0: Yeah, it's the uh it's the renaissance man, you know, like, like the guy the like the guy who can do it all, right? Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's what's my goal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, as opposed to kind of the um the robot, you know, like the guy who's only done, you know, one thing for his whole life and then once you put him in a different, you know, setting, everything falls apart. And it's the same actually like in just in uh in in professional football, you know, guys who play really good in one team because all the tactics really suit his strengths. The coach understands what his weaknesses are, the uh, uh, what his strengths are, and he performs very well. And then maybe that guy gets signed to a bigger team where there's different tactics and different coaches and different players, and then he doesn't do as well because it wasn't set up for him. You know? Yeah, and yeah. that
1: that that's where I think the the approach of the game now is to understand that mm. and to set up your goal because maybe your goal is to be this specific player in this small club forever, yeah, and yeah. you will be stand and you will stand more, you know, as someone as you try different big clubs, but you never make it in a way. So, you know, the mental approach and the goal it's really hard because everybody is young. But to understand what is the game for me, what's my goal, where I want to be recognized in 10 15 years, do you want I want to be like Ronaldo and Mbappe and searching for all these records? Or mm. I want to be the player of one club and try to get my position in that club and keep it forever and at the end, keep the number two in the wall and nobody can take it, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's, it's a different game. It's a different game, a different approach. And uh, people, they're dreaming to be Messi, Ronaldo. Uh, and if you understand those players, like in Paris Saint-Germain, you have three Messi. You have three play- players who don't defend. You yeah know? so, but it's impossible in one team. But at one point, Messi was the left footer, you know uh, in Barcelona with the number ten. So when you have this specific statues and he's small, like Maradona, they give him the credit, okay, you can be like that. But maybe if he was right footed and tall, maybe nobody will give him the right to not defend. So he <laughs> will not be that focused to attack. Yeah. you know, so this is the game you have to understand which game you're playing actually
0: yeah which game and every game and which evening and which season and you know every every little thing changes the environment is there was, it was uh, i mean there's i mean there's that that a uh, same example in in other teams where like if if like nine guys can just defend and then allow the one or two guys if they can pref- if they can do enough on offense to to like justify not defending then it works, but if they can't, then it doesn't work. You know? Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, yeah, it depends. Sometimes it works, sometimes not.
1: It's uh, there is no true, but the best is to be able to understand everything. Yeah, and um, to have enough knowledge to to adapt, to adapt your game. You know, everybody adapt. Even Mike Jordan adapt his game. You know, his his uh, person, his character, his. Uh, his aura was the same, but uh, when he retired the first time and came back, you know, he changed his way to train and he changed his way to score. But he still have the same statistic, you know? So maybe that's the way, you know, football, young guys need to to think about the game. Maybe in one club, they need to work like that. When they, When they change the club, they need to quickly understand what they miss and how to work. But yeah, maybe, you know, also there is one thing in football, Mm-hmm. When you go to training session, when you go to training, you don't go to training. You go to a match. Mm. I I feel it like that, but it's a long time I'm not into football, so maybe I'm wrong. But the feeling I had when I was kid is I go to prove I can play in the weekend. I don't go to imp- to improve, because if I was going to improve, I will work on my weak foot. I will work on the different uh, dribble to actually kill someone in one specific area. And uh, maybe I will lose the ball like 50 times, 15 times. You know? yeah. And the coach will be not pissed because he will see me. Oh, I want to, he want to improve. That's nice. But no, if I do that, the coach will be pissed. If he's pissed, he's not going to put me on the weekend. So I need to keep simple. But you will, not, you will never go to improve like that. And one example is Neymar. Because you know, Neymar, for example, uh, he was really criticized because he was losing the ball a lot. But if you analyze when he lose the ball, you also understand why he lost the ball. And that gave him, the, gave him the, you know, the, you know, the tempo and the response to maybe the next time be more efficient. Now it's different because, you know, he's not like before. Mm-hmm. But that's what I understand from him. You know, he was not, he didn't fear to try.
0: Yeah, that I think uh, that fear is a big uh, separator of players, because a lot of players play in fear because uh, maybe just because of who they are. I mean, also if you're a defender or like or if you're a defender or like a central midfielder, you can't lose the ball too much in the game or else you'll get subbed out. <laughs> but if you're a winger, you know it's your job to to kind of go at guys and and be dangerous and and be the impact on the field. So you have to understand, yeah, play, but play. I,
1: yeah. I understand that sorry to catch to catch you, but how much time you will play as a defender, as a central defender in the training session? Not too much time. You mm. will play mostly like four v four or six v six with like people around, or you will play small game. Actually, you don't really play football. You play small side football, yeah. yeah. to repeat the to repeat the number of sequences as much as possible to be more quick, more fast, you know? That's what they train in football, you know, to 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 adapt. And basically, if they want to do that, they should switch to futsal because that's what futsal is, you know? It's like a, you have to make a fast decision in fastest time. And that's why South America, they are a really strong players, not because they are skillful, it's because they can they can uh, choose really fast in their mind. That's mm-hmm. That's why, really. <clears throat> So basically, in the training session, if I'm a central defender, I, I, central defender, and uh, you know, I work on my pass in a way I want to improve. So maybe I can play with my eyes. I will, I will say today, okay, I will look left and pass inside. And when I look inside, I will pass left, and I will see the timing and how many times people react. And I see, okay, I do two times this guy, the third time, so okay, then I will get respond. But I don't risk because it's the training, you know. Is the training so? Even if I lose the ball, I can still press at that time because it's a four v four. But I can I I still improve my passing into the same rhythm as the central defender, and that's the way I'm saying, like improving, you know. But mm. some people will not even do that in the four v four, five v five, or six v six at the training session because they scare the coach will say something.
0: Yeah, yeah, like the they're they've trained themselves to not do anything that could risk themselves to get yelled at or to lose the ball but if you never risk that then then you never really develop as a player you know and and like in the in the moment you have to understand okay do i do i risk it or do i not risk it and then depending on on the like time of game depending on the area of the pitch depending on how many how many like teammates are behind you the, the person in front of you like you have to decide right exactly yeah so now before the, uh, and did you say that the uh, the name that you liked was was the Open Baller?
1: El Baller, sorry. Oh, Urban. 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 got it, Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's an awesome name, Urban Baller. Um, because uh, what you brought up about like South America, you know how all these great players come out of the the favelas, you know, from the small sided play on the on the concrete on the streets, and then yet. You know, in the West, most players train the opposite of how those guys are made. Even though those guys are the ones that like that, that like Real Madrid pay, you know, like 50 million for when they're 17 years old. So how how you say, why you say it's the opposite? What is the opposite actually? Okay. Yeah. So the reason I say the opposite is because so you have these, let's say kids in Brazil, for example, they're, Every day, they're in the streets. They're playing with their friends. They're playing small-sided games with no rules. There's just a two goals, a, a ball, and and then there's opponents, and you just go score. And it's it's what's called uh, unstructured, free play. It allows creativity to actually flourish. But then in the West, you know, uh, especially um, America, that rarely happens. That 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 environment rarely exists in this in the city or in the streets or in the in the suburbs um if it does maybe it's like it's like once a week because they play on like an indoor league team you know and this is to me is the opposite because in the structured you know like cone drill go to a camp and and do drills for an hour and a half and then have some water have some orange slices and then do like and then do like one more hour of, of cone drills, where the trainer tells you exactly what trick to do, instead of your actual mind creating a solution to an ongoing issue inside the field of play. And so for me, that's why. Okay. The, yeah. So for me, that's why it's the exact opposite because in 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 South America, those guys, for years, like you said, all day long on the field, they've had to make decisions very quick to to unpredictable uh, environments on the field. And that's why they're so good at the highest level because they can do it. But then, a, but then a guy who's from the West and is more robotic and more uh, trained and more conditioned, they don't have the ability to to adapt. Like you mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah, I, I got you. But you don't think it's also the infrastructure will make that, because you know, like. Um, you know, when you are in the favelas, the only thing you can do is like play with the ball because it has a big social impact. Exactly. You know? yeah. But in the rich country, when you have a ball in your feet and you walk in the street, you know, it's not as famous as if you have a good Jordan pair and, you know, a good hoodie and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's it's right. depends also. In, it's like how to be good with the ball uh, in the street environment reflect in the social environment where you belong to. You that's know, right. And the, that that's the problem. I live in Dubai, you know, and there is no street football court.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly.
1: And so everything is like one hour session, one hour session, you know, and I, I got it, you know. And I but the problem is like how you can go against that. How <laughs> no. like if I was an organization and I'm a club or and I want my player to be more South American driven guy how Mm -hmm. I can give them these things,
0: you know? Yeah. That, that's kind of been my mission actually for um, for my business is to figure out how, how you can do that from a training perspective. And then also from an actual physical uh, physical ability perspective in terms of how the muscle, how the muscle and the fascia works and how well your brain coordinates your muscles into one unit, but then within the actual uh, training aspect in terms of, okay, if I, If I have an academy and I have a hundred players under me, you know from like 10 to 18, how do I get these guys to become good enough for the first team? And uh, just like only I mean, one example that I think is really important is in those social environments in in South America and the you know where there's less wealth, one of the things that um, I call the skate park is where there's this combination of all different ages and different talent levels where when you go into the more modern academies in in the wealthier countries all the teams are split up by age and and like usually and and also there's like there's a teams and there's B teams of the same age group so everything is separated and that prevents that this uh melting pot and and just like earlier like you mentioned uh like when you would go practice, some of your skills with the less, uh, less like talented players, and then and then the ones that would work and that you got better at it against actual opponents that may that that maybe weren't as good, but allowed you to actually work on things that were risky, and then you could like sharpen your skills basically, and then you, and then go take that up to the actual stage against like real opponents.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's that's true. But um, so.
0: So how are you gonna how are you gonna do <laughs> oh, yeah, your so, mission then? So my point actually, uh, my point is, if you have you know like U10 to like to like U18, all these players, instead of having you know instead of having all the age groups separate, you can mix them a lot more and allow much more f- free play in the in the training, as opposed to because um, as opposed to doing a lot of like tactical b- based things, because if a kid's like if a kid is like ten years old, like twelve years old. He 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 doesn't need to know tactics, like tactics are the last thing that he should care about because at that age he had like that age is so critical for the brain developing to create more creativity and more uh, physical and what I call um, vocabulary of movement. And so that's why at younger ages, you know, from 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 U six to U fifteen, I would create a lot more mix of the age groups and allow a lot of that uh, meshing of ability as opposed to, okay, you know, like as opposed to having them all separated and never even like playing each other. And then uh, um, as you know, once guys, you know, get to 17, 18, if they're good enough, then they're in the first team, you know? So that, that does well. I think when a player gets a chance to go to the first team and really, you know, go from playing against kids um, to men, I think the the hardest thing is to get them to that point where they're 17 and they're ready to to play against men. So that's where I, I would mesh a lot of the age groups, I would mesh a lot of the training styles, less tactics, more free play, more unstructured play and basically recreate that flow state environment that that exists naturally in the in the favela, in the favelas.
1: Okay. Yeah, interesting. And uh, how did you um came up to this uh, you know point <laughs>
0: yeah for me uh, a lot of trial and error we'll say and then research reading books uh there's a great book called the um, the talent code that 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 actually talks about some of the science behind why like small sided street play helps uh helps footballers get so much faster and more agile and better at football faster than people that don't play the same kind of small sided play. Uh, that's like one example of a great book that kind of influenced some some of my ideas. But also for me, it was it was like my my mission for myself was just to become the best footballer possible, like play in Europe in the highest divisions. I was 18, like playing in Greece with Panathinaikos uh, with and I like uh, in the academy. And the day before I was supposed to sign like my big first team contract and like earn, you know, like the, the big uh, accomplishment, I fractured my foot uh, in the warm up before a game. And I, I was just jogging, heard a big loud crack in, in, my, in my left foot and I couldn't walk. And that was kind of like the first, that was the big like moment that took me down this path where like my dreams were basically like taken from me uh, in front of my eyes because, you know, I, I was an American kid in Europe, about to sign pro, all that. And then um a few months later, I re- refractured the same foot. And that that journey was it was was the time where I learned a lot about like mainstream rehab and surgery and physical uh, training to fix injuries versus like fix the symptoms of the injuries. And a lot of my understanding of, of the physical training that that I do now, uh, came from all that experience and like suffering and heartache and and whatnot. So, yeah.
1: And and, and but
0: you, you did you know why you got this this fracture? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, there's a few things. I mean, like you said, it's always it's always multiple it's always multiple factors in, in why things happen. It's, it's never just one thing, but if we have to list off of some things first, uh, you know, here in California, no one walks anywhere. Everybody drives everywhere. It's, it's not like an urban place where you walk from, from place to place. So, uh, I'm living in Athens as a, as a young kid. It was the first time I was walking for hours everywhere on, on the Metro and the train. So the, so like my body wasn't used to all that standing time and all the, all the the uh, all the force absorption from that much mm. uh movement we'll say plus i think a big issue nowadays is the modern um sneakers you know like modern shoes that have the very thick uh cushion and the very thick arch support and the heel raise and the very no uh, the very narrow um, toe box all these things kind of kind of um uh, atrophy or weaken all the intrinsic muscles and in the, in the fascia in, in the feet. And that can obviously, so if, if the fascia and all the intrinsic muscles in the feet are weakened and, and atrophied by the shoes, because the shoes are are kind of doing the job of the feet. So then the feet think think that they don't have to do the work anymore. And then so the bones become more of a weight barrier and they have to absorb more force than they should. And then if you, on top of that, if you add you know certain diet, you know, issues, you know, I was always eating like pasteurized um, Greek yogurt, which doesn't exactly uh, like pasteurized dairy, I think is a big issue as well, as opposed to raw dairy in terms of, in terms of like bone integrity and, and, and health long-term. So that was a other uh, factor we'll say. And then the last thing I'll mention, I think that is sometimes the biggest thing is actually a self-worth issue like if you actually believe that you deserve success i think nowadays like a lot of people have negative like self-talk where 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 they don't actually like subconsciously believe they deserve these these amazing things that happen to them so then once they get close to those things they will they will unconsciously sabotage themselves and that can even hmm. uh happen in in the form of injury And so that's like one thing that I've, I talked about a lot, and also like of course, of course, worked on myself, and yeah. (laughs) Wow.
1: So it's it's good in a way you could like uh, understand what happened and make like a historical, um, you know, track record of uh, the why. Yes, it's super interesting in a way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, and and in the so, how old are you now? Twenty six. Oh, you're young. Yeah, yeah. Twenty six. So what do you do? You train people now. You do the your academy.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm uh I'm still playing myself, but the main focus is the is the business. Uh, I have a private i ha- I have a private community like on an app where right now there's about 250 members and I have like different programs and and courses and videos all built out for like physical training and lifestyle and health and diet and recovery and even like all the mental stuff. And so I have like coaches under me in there, helping guys go along the the path we'll say. And uh, we have, we have members that are, you know, that are, amateur high school kids and then we have members who are who are in the Premier League so all these all these solutions help everybody because my focus has always been like the root cause and like actually actually doing stuff that really works <laughs> as opposed to like band-aids mm, and uh, what so you these mean. yeah so like these solutions help help everybody because everyone's everyone's on the same path as an athlete it's just some guys are much are much are much farther along and then other guys are are just starting out. Okay, and uh,
1: one one uh, I have one question, but maybe it's hard to reply. But if you have to give a percentage, it's better. Sure. A general percentage. How much work uh, a football guy who's not pro has to do with the ball compared to how much work he has to do without the ball? So basically in the pitch compared and any kind of pitch compared to uh, in the gym,
0: for example, mm. how, what do you really say? Uh, well, the the first thing is I actually, I mean, I don't, I don't recommend any of my guys um, to do anything in the gym. I think the gym is the opposite of training. If, if you're a footballer, if you're an athlete, if you just want to get in good shape and look good and, be healthy, then yeah, it's fine. Uh, but the way I frame it is actually, I have a, um, my philosophy is three, uh, three pillars. One is called the inner furnace, which, which has to, which has to do with your health and your lifestyle and how you eat and all of the things outside of your football and your training. And, and the second is called the internal foundation. And that is all the training that you do that makes you athletic and able to play the game, which is the which which is the third pillar. And so, uh, what I found personally is if you don't have this athletic ability and you don't have, like, if if you didn't foster your athleticism growing up, then you can play football for for, um, for centuries, and you won't develop as fast as someone. Who 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 is the natural, as I say, and just plays for five ten years. That's kind of been my outlook. So uh, I think a big thing is, I mean, as far as hours per day, I think I think guys should play like small sided football, uh, at least you know, three four times a week, and then play like play one actual like full sided match once a week on the weekend, and then you have one one rest day after that and then in between all, all of the like team trainings and the and the small sided stuff then we have like training programs that that take like an, like half an hour like one hour each day to actually make your body more athletic and more able to to handle football to handle the sport because if your body can't handle the sport then the sport actually isn't making you better it's just wearing you down. You know what I mean? No,
1: again. If this like again, do it again. Okay, so
0: so um I have a uh let's say um a concept. A concept is there are there are athletes who are the natural, and then there's athletes who are the grinder. And and the grinders are the grinders are the guys who aren't what's called like talented, they aren't athletic, they aren't you know they can't perform at a high level and 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 naturals and naturals are the guys that don't do any training but they're just fast and strong and and very skillful and those are the guys that like naturally rise to the top
1: but and so they, are they natural because they're born like that or they're natural because their ecosystem where they live on allowed them to kind of develop more than the one who were not I love to practice or play or you know that much.
0: Good question. My my framework is that the natural is 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 developed over childhood. From the moment the baby comes out of the womb, it's it it's developing. It's it's learning its environment, it's it's learning how to coordinate its hands and its legs and its torso and its neck and its ears and its nose, its tongue, you know, everything. So I think the natural is 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 what's called molded over their childhood as opposed to saying oh he was just born with it I think that's mostly like bullshit <laughs> you know and you can definitely if you understand what makes talent like all the physical mechanisms that actually make talent there's no reason that you can't um reverse engineer it and so that's that's what all the training that I do is is geared to reverse engineer what makes mbappe mbappe not that Mbappe is like born with this, is just like magical. Like yes, of course there are some like let's say that Mbappe and and like and like Henri and Messi and Neymar, they were they were born with a good uh, with a good with a good uh hand of cards, you know, like a poker, like good cards. But those all those abilities, they were they were fostered and molded over their whole childhood, eighteen years. You know, it's it like those guys weren't made from just six weeks in the gym following some following some off-season program you know they were good because of who they are not because of some trainer and so back to your question uh in my like football you football should make you better at football but people who are grinders who their bodies aren't like fascial driven, glute dominant. Don't move in spirals. Don't have good self worth. Don't eat properly. Football wears them down, and it's they're very muscle dominant, mm-hmm. where their bodies aren't actually developing, and they usually just are kind of struggling from one injury from 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 one injury to the next, and then one day they retire. But the natural is the guys who 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 play football, and they develop, the more they play football
1: so yeah okay
0: yeah
1: i got it i got it no it's interesting it's interesting and uh i think it's uh yeah it's it's right what you do and it's good to have a a different uh, perspective for the youth and uh, maybe also more fun because uh you have to play more small-sided you have to play more basically
0: it should be fun i mean if it's not fun then like why are you doing it you know what i mean if uh if you don't love it how are you going to like persevere through all the years of, 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 of ups and downs, you know?
1: And, and when I see, because you talk a lot about the fascia and not to separate the muscle, when did you come to be a more like, you know, a scientific, you know, style of uh, your, your analyze?
0: Yeah. I mean, years ago, you know, when I was 16, 17 was when I first started like the, like gym world, I, I entered the gym world and I started with just, you know, like your normal basic stuff. And at that age, you know, at that age, like when you're 16, 17, you can do any kind of workout and, and you'll feel better just because you're young and and you're youthful. But, uh, as, as years gone on and, and I had more injuries and more injuries and more injuries, I kept adapting and kept looking for new methods and like trying new things. And, By now I've kind of been through everything and I only focus on what gets results from my experience and what actually makes sense out in nature and in nature, like meaning like in reality, like what I actually see correlate with what Mbappe is and what, and what like Henri is and what Zidane is not, not like what they did for a few weeks, but actually what made them from birth and. Okay. And
1: what type of work in the gym is wrong and what type of work without the ball will be good? I'm not saying in gym, like I will say without the ball. Yeah, yeah. What type of work? Like outside. (laughs) Because, you know, a football player will touch the ball two minutes in the game.
0: Yeah, that's right. So
1: meaning he has to do 88 minutes without the ball. So he needs to work also without the ball. So what should he do?
0: Oh, yeah. So uh this is kind of like the this is the work i mean like we start with the feet the feet are your only connection to to the ground the feet are 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 what i call the the catalyst for the whole body because all of your your fascia basically starts there because uh the bottom of your feet is how your brain collects information from the ground and understands what what posture to hold well, what muscles to activate based on your posture to make you not fall over, all these things, and then obviously that that applies into running, into moving, into tricks and dribbling and everything and shooting, and so the the, the fascia in your feet, the way the way I described it, the fascia actually determines how muscle f- functions. So, for example, if you if your feet are very um, dysfunctional, then you have very little access to your glute muscles and to your abdomen in terms of holistic movement. So for me like coming up my I was always fascinated why two people can 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 do the same workout but feel different sensations. And I I found I found out through through uh through like trial and error that that guys who are naturals for example like when they sprint or when they run or you know almost anything they f- they feel their glutes and their abs doing most of the work in a much more holistic uh integrated manner m- much m- much different from like a gym workout where you're like where you're forcing the glutes to activate muscularly as opposed as opposed to through the fascia because on the glutes have about have about 85% fascial inserts so all the muscle fibers the fascia inserts into the muscle fibers Uh, coordinating the glutes through the fascia from the brain. And then the feet is what allows that whole system to actually work correctly. So uh, the first phase of the training starts at the feet to make your feet more functional, meaning like your toes, your arch, and your ankle. There's a lot of fascia uh, and tendons and and ligaments in there that if you don't foster them during childhood, you won't develop these things uh, naturally. And so we have to basically go in and 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 regain this uh, foot functionality consciously, and that's what kind of unlocks talent, is what I is what I say. And then from the feet, we uh, have some programs like to build um, ankle stiffness, which allows you to actually uh, absorb force correctly. And then from there, once you build more ankle stiffness, then you actually develop this fascial connection up to the glutes and the abs. Cause basically fascia is like one big, like suit, like one big network, like a, a, like one big, like spider web in your body and all the muscles just, just exist inside pockets of, of fascia. So the fascia is the, is the engine of the body and the muscles are the turbos is the way that I explain it as a metaphor. Is it
1: the fascia is the, is the keyboard?
0: Yeah, for sure. Because the, the fascia is how the brain coordinates everything. It's the, it's the whole network
1: okay
0: interesting <laughs>
1: yeah and so training barefoot is always better then
0: well yeah uh we do a we do a lot of barefoot training um after we yeah, actually actual- did you
1: see did you see uh the algerian club
0: yeah yeah, yeah yeah they're uh like their academy right? yeah
1: yeah they play barefoot no goalkeeper and uh, they beat everybody two years older than them.
0: That's amazing. Uh, they they uh, we've got to figure yeah. it out over there. Huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting.
0: Yeah, and uh, like something else that that like you might have seen is a lot of these players like Mbappe, Neymar, Ronaldo, all the best athletes. Their feet look different from the average person, and it's because all all that functionality makes the tendons more prominent, makes their toes. Uh, more like retracted i'm like a bird on did you feet. see the feet of mbappé yeah yeah <laughs> how
1: yeah. <laughs> ask him a picture only fan mbappé please send me a picture of your feet
0: <laughs> yeah yeah he he has the feet and the funniest thing is they um, there was that one thing where they made like a a golden statue at a messi's feet because as a joke or like as a metaphor, they're like, Yeah, like Messi's feet like makes them so valuable, but but they don't realize how how true that is because of the fascia and the and the functionality in the feet. I actually give him all the coordination and the gracefulness and all the skill for his for for him.
1: Okay, okay, it's uh, interesting to to see, but you see now, um, let's say. Ronaldo-Messi, it could be compared back then because Ronaldo and Messi played a lot of uh, skills game and small-sided game when they were young. But Ronaldo changed his way to play going up, for sure. Like in Manchester, almost, uh, after. after, yeah, yeah. Madrid, sorry. Um, then after now, you have uh, Haaland and Mbappe, who are two different types of players. They come from different uh, environments. Holland uh, is a different uh, guy. How do you classify? Yes, classify this guy into this uh, ecosystem.
0: <laughs> well, they're they're both um, still naturals for sure. They both still have the same uh, fashionly molded feet, like um you can see on on Holland and Mbappe. The uh, the anterior tibialis tendon, which is like the big tendon on the front of the ankle. It's it's very like uh, extremely prominent. And this is kind of one of the indicators of how the whole fascia in the whole body is working is those little very small. Well, in this case, big, but these uh, these like nuanced uh, physical signs on the feet. And so even though Holland obviously is from Norway, he's he's tall. He's very big and long and Mbappe is from uh, from Paris. Both of these same uh, mechanisms are uh, the mechanisms are there because that's that's just how the body works optimally. That that's how your body gets to elite performance in terms of speed and power and, and like movement and everything. Um, Holland still has Holland though has had some injuries just because his like movement patterns aren't as effortless or graceful as Mbappe and there are some things that that he could work on and like at Dortmund they were doing a few surgeries on him and uh it's like some gym work because the gym work a lot of times undoes what these guys develop naturally during childhood and so that mm. that that's one of my things of why the gym work is is so opposite because it it takes you away from what makes you good in the first place which is
1: but can can you combine
0: can we combine? For
1: example, um, you sprint, you you work on your sprint, uh, your sprint, mm-hmm. but by working on the muscle who will uh, be apply, applicable during this sprint and make them stronger, you will you will sprint faster. Is it possible or no?
0: In in my experience, that 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 idea is a big assumption. That okay, it it's. They assume, okay, make, make, they assume, make, make this one muscle stronger. And they assume that's going to actually translate to you sprinting. But what, but the, what they don't realize is when you sprint, it's a full body thing, it's a full body movement. That, and so if you target and you isolate and you force that one muscle to, to, uh, contract very specifically in this, in the, in this very specific gym exercise that muscle contraction both 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 physically and then also um neurologically is not how the muscle contracts when you run and you sprint so a big thing for me is trying to un- help guys understand what strength actually is strength is is strength is half coordination so so 50% coordination is is strength because you can have a big, thick muscle, but if you can't balance and you can't move it uh, precisely, then it's not <laughs> it's not strong. Because you just look stupid, right? Mm. And so, okay, like, yeah. So, like my work, basically, all the fascia work, all of the of the go to work, it's, it's called like for the spiraling movement. All this stuff makes your body more athletic and then you go and do a bunch of actual sprints like on the hills and on the streets and then that that makes you faster
1: okay yeah. super interesting
0: <laughs> yeah well uh I that's about an hour and ten minutes um I don't want to waste or I don't want to use too much of your time thank you Sean so no, much for coming fine. on well why don't you share with everyone like any new exciting things coming up? where they can find you, and what we have to look forward to from the from your camp. So
1: basically, my goal is to build the UFC of football. So it's a one-on-one uh, new format of game based on the fact that I don't want you to hide be, uh, be behind your teammate to be good at football. <laughs> yeah. It's you and yourself because it starts like that. It starts to prove like, you go you go to pick up game or you go to play with your family or you play with your friend and you being pick up as the last because you're the youngest, or you the first because you were supposed to be the strongest, but now you're not. So basically, play one-on-one is allowed you to face yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I build a format to everybody like MMA. Uh, it's a format where skillers and non-skillers can play. Because the goal is to score goals, of course, but also to score skills. So it's as as efficient uh, in both sides. And if you are only football style, meaning you're going to take some speed, face your opponent, go left or right and shoot. Um, to defend against that style, you need to defend in a different way. And if you defend in, a different, in this different way, to beat that different way, you, mean, you, mean, you will need to learn or use a different way to play which is futsal mode or street football mode or Pana mode. So I build like a, a structure to this game where I want to compete. At the end of a couple of years, I will have complete player be able to play because it's five rounds of uh, three minutes mm-hmm. and uh, you can score goals, you can score skills and you can kill the opponent. And it's also exciting for people who watch because it's really short and uh, everybody will be able to play because you only need one goal, mm-hmm. one goalie. So you can play in any field, you know, any field you can play. And uh, yeah, I'm building the whole ecosystem, the application to enable people to play themselves, rank themselves. I build a video game. I, I'm doing uh, tours now. I went to the U.S. Uh, last year in okay. November uh, in Florida, actually. Nice. And, uh, you know, I spot talent and the talent will be, I create the NFT. I put them in the video game. So, yeah, that's my uh, goal. and uh, actually the goal for me is like when kids they realize they want to be a football player or they like football they look up and the only solution for them is to become pro in 11 a side so i want to create a new and new pathway where you have a sustainable possibility to play football and to be recognized without needing any coach any uh, organization it's just you and yourself you good in one on one you will be found
0: that's wow. it that's an amazing uh ambition. Uh, it's, it's very cool because uh I played tennis a lot growing up and it, in in tennis, like it's 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 just you, you know? It's 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 just you and like if, if you win you go up, if you lose, you go down. Wow. That's it. Fascinating. Like
1: that's the way I I want. And if you understand also, uh, in football you have Super League, meaning uh they want to build a new infrastructure into football. Yeah. Because the, the results go down, the attention of the audience go down because there is a youth who follow football in a different way, more with the phone, in the vertical way. Then the biggest Instagram account is Ronaldo and Messi. So it's two individual, two football players who are in the football industry since 20, 25 years. And their own club, Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, they are in the industry since uh, 100 years. But they still have less followers than those players, meaning people yeah. that are more interested by individual rather than the team. So I'm building the individual way to play football because I collect all this information how to play individual. So now I apply that and that's my ambition for the future.
0: Fascinating, man. Let me know if if I can do anything to help or be involved or anything. But amazing, man. Yeah,
1: bring try, some of the players, train them to be the best uh, player yeah. for the one-on-one it's called urban ball fight so if you recognize some talent send them to the tournament come even to play with them or to coach them and uh, yeah if we can uh, allow some kids to have uh, some recognition and yeah. some talent and maybe one day this tournament we allow kids to to access to clubs because you know when you have the ability to kill someone in one-on-one you know most of yeah. the time it's precious because it's something it's the hardest things to, to do actually
0: yeah, that's yeah. right. It's it's the most valuable skill in football is to dribble and score. <laughs> yes. The, and actually, I
1: build, I build the sport in this way. If you actually dribble the guy and you score, you keep the ball back. Mm. Exactly like basketball. So it's allowed you to do it again, again, again. And if the guy don't press you, you know, you will do it again. And when he will press you, that way you have to adapt to do different kind of skills to allow you to score different type of goals.
0: Yeah, ah, fascinating. I love that. Well, thank you. Yeah, like we'll have uh, we'll have all of uh Sean's links uh, down below, guys, in the description, and you can uh, obviously like Instagram, t- on TikTok, YouTube, follow him, give him a, a shout, and uh, yeah, that was episode ten, Football Truth. Sean, uh, thank you so much for for coming on. I appreciate your time, uh, across the world in Dubai. And I'm looking forward to uh, one day, you know, in person or whatever, we'll we'll get something going. <laughs> see.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Nice to meet you and uh, see you soon. No yeah, yeah.